You're listening to Fake Believe, the podcast that gets some things right about conspiracies, cults, and cryptids. Hi, welcome to Fake Believe. I'm Stacy, and the CDC recommends staying indoors to not catch the love that's in the air. And I recommend that you stay at least six feet away from me unless you want to catch these hands. <laughs> And I'm Rachel, and my love language is thinking about how great you are while never responding to your texts. Uh, <laughs> why is that mine, too? Uh, oh, why? Hmm. I wonder why that could be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so bad at responding to things. Like, I will respond in my head, or I will be like, I don't have the energy. I can't do it. That's the thing, too. And, like, I don't know if I 100% believe in object permanence because, like, <laughs> if, it, if I don't see it, I don't know if it really exists. Like, I... Mm. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're having a great time with our <laughs> existentialism. and <laughs> As always. So, Stacy, how is your Valentine's Day? Oh, it was great. Uh, it was filled with Valentines and love and days. Um, <laughs> and we're definitely not recording far in advance. No, no. <laughs> no, but we're all about love today yeah. on this very special episode of Fake Believe. <laughs> it's, I'm sure it's just going to be so uplifting, you know, like everyone's just thinking about love <laughs> and how great yeah. it is and how it's just all, it always wins, right? It does. It really does. And... I, I think the best way to honor this is to just get get into this. Are you ready? I'll stay six feet away while we do this. I don't want to catch those hands. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's either anger or clumsiness. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yay! <laughs> it's the season of Valentine's Day, and we're all looking for love in one way or another. Whether it's with a partner, with your family, with your friends, or within your spirit, love is prevalent in everyday life. Those in search of love and acceptance are susceptible to a level of vulnerability that could lead them down the wrong path if they're not careful. Love should not be conditional, but when you think you have been loved and accepted by a group of people that appear happy and full of love, you may just find yourself in a cult. The worst part is, in your search for love, you have lost, and the cult has won. Wah, wah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you're losers. No, I'm just kidding. That's so mean to say. Oh, no. <laughs> well, your mom is so sweet when she calls people love losers. Yes, that is true. She goes, ah, I love you more. You're a love loser. (laughs) So cute. Oh, (laughs) thanks for calling me a loser. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, I'm so sorry. But today we're going to talk about the cult Love Has Won. This is kind of a wild story that is an example of a modern cult, Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting. But um, we feel it's necessary to put some trigger warnings here that will be prevalent throughout the episode. These include cult membership, sexual assault, death, abuse, and abandonment. Am I missing anything? Disordered eating. Yes, disordered eating. If these topics are particularly upsetting to you, we suggest just skipping this episode and we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. 
If you or someone you know is suspected of being involved in a cult, please go to daretodoubt.org to learn more about what constitutes a cult and how to safely leave one, as well as some resources. Since this is a topic as well, we would like to remind everyone that the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. With all that being said, we promise the listeners that are still here that this is going to be a wild episode with twists and turns. (laughs) Also, we may or may not have busted out the insult generator for part of the episode. Just to keep sure did. a little lighter. <laughs> so, with all that, let's get into the, the background of the person who started the cult, Love Has Won, Amy Carlson. And real quick, it's Love Has Won, W-O-N, like past tense yes. of win. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, Love Has Won what? One L? <laughs> one O? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one V? One E? Yeah. <laughs> Love has won lots of things. <laughs> yep. It's uh, That's why we're s- talking about winners and losers. Because <laughs> Love has won in, this, in that sense. Homophones. Mm. They're great. They're so fun. <laughs> Amy was born in Kansas in 1975, and she was described by those who knew her as sweet, beautiful, smart, and pleasant. However, she wasn't particularly no- uh, known as a dominant person Hmm. so um people were saying they never ever would have expected her to be a leader of anything much less a cult (laughs) isn't that how it always goes though for i mean not always but a lot of the times Mm -hmm. i was gonna say i mean like you think to like charles manson like that guy from day one was like oh this baby is gonna be a cult leader or even um the big one t and doe jonestown oh that guy what is his name (laughs) I should I know get- this. Tom Jones Town. Jim Jones, obviously. I was like, God <laughs> damn it. I was like, it's so good. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah, his name is my name too, actually. But um, <laughs> so, no, uh, Jim Jones and how um, like there are certain people where it's like they just have this like charisma and this aura about them, but it's like a very commanding presence. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, Charisma and and commanding presences are those things that people like look to in a leader. And so Mm -hmm. if people have those qualities, it's like, you know, looking back like, oh, it wasn't really that surprising that this person ended up being a cult leader. But with Amy, they were kind of like, what? Was she was (laughs) she kind of mousy? I suppose. But I'm thinking to like Heaven's Gate and the leaders there, how, you know, T and Doe and how they were very like soft spoken kind of people and People wouldn't necessarily think that they would be cult leaders because of how, like, nice they seemed in comparison Mm -hmm. to others. So it's like, mm, you can't really place somebody as being a cult leader from their (laughs) youth, you know? Okay. It just happens. (laughs) Her parents split up when she was young, and Amy was caught in the middle of a drawn-out custody battle, splitting up her time between two families. In addition to those changes, Amy relocated to different cities and even states several times throughout her childhood. And according to a Rolling Stones article by Christopher Moyer, Amy's mother reminisced about her teenager's love of things that were innocent and childlike, with unicorns being a particular favorite. Mm -hmm. And this mentality seems prevalent in her later life when she gets involved with Love as One, but we'll mention her adult aesthetic later. (laughs) (laughs) So there was... 
like some arrested development there because of her family stuff. And yeah. And again, with hindsight, like you can attribute anything to people's behaviors. So it's not saying that every person that has, you know, this kind of um, upbringing. Would... No, there would be way more cults if it were, yeah, if it were that way. So many more cults. Like, this is not like a like uh, atypical kind of experience. A lot of people have this. And it's just explaining, like, her cult in particular and how, like, that aesthetic was formed. Not that she formed a cult. <laughs> when Amy was in her early 20s, she had already been married and divorced. And she'd had three children with three different fathers. And I'm not mentioning that to shame her, rather to show how complex her relationships have become. Mm-hmm. So she's got um, children that are attached to different fathers. And this kind of comes into play here shortly. Her family claims that Amy was never a maternal person and she was withdrawn from her children. Instead of being with her children, Amy was kind of wandering through life. She was not concerned with real life responsibilities, but she was definitely looking for something bigger. Mm -hmm. And in the mid 2000s, Amy met a person online who called himself Amarith White Eagle. That sounds pretty big. (laughs) Yeah. Also, you'll notice here that I always refer to Amy Carlson as Amy instead of Carlson. And I just feel like I would get tripped up on Carlson a lot more than I would Amy. And other people, I typically refer to them with their last names. So I'm calling this guy White Eagle. And also because that's the more fun part of Amarith White Eagle. (laughs) Amarith is pretty fun, too, though. It sounds like you're saying Amarith with a lisp. That yeah, guy over there, I, he's so amorous. That's why I'm afraid that I'm going to get tripped up with that, too. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, did I develop a lisp? The... <laughs> and also, I think Amy Carlson also goes by Amy Carlson Stroud. And then also yeah. Leah. So I think, I think I've been calling her Amy as well. Like, I just kind of landed on yeah. that. I actually went with a first name aesthetic in this, in this one. Ooh. So her search for a higher purpose is what brought Amy and White Eagle together. And this is why Amy bought what White Eagle was selling. He inspired Amy to have an alternative spiritual development. And she was beginning to believe that she could tap into a higher power. She dubbed White Eagle her twin flame and Amy believed they shared a soul. And she thought that she was like an ascended kind of being and like, Oh, I hear voices that are telling me of what's to come. So, red flags, if you haven't noticed, not good stuff, okay? Not good. (laughs) It was at this time in 2006 that Amy reached out to all of her children's fathers and explained that she would no longer care for them. She thanked them for all they had done and essentially abandoned her custodial rights. Amy moved to Crestone, Colorado to be with White Eagle and began their new age spiritual group. The Rolling Stone article mentioned that this particular part of Colorado is known for beautiful landscapes, which is the perfect place for people with obscure beliefs to congregate. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I think the quote from the article was, 
they have a lot of believers. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was that was kind of funny, but it, it kind of makes sense. Like when you think about people who are trying to be more like spiritual and connect connected to nature and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty, and you're on a mountain, and you're like, I'm closer to God because God's up there. Yeah, the I mean, sky. whenever I need to feel spiritual, I just go out and I like stare at a plant. Yeah. And then you are spiritually fulfilled. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's that easy, guys. (laughs) Don't join a cult. Just look at a plant. Yeah. There's plants out there that look like penises, like actual penises. And I feel like I've already talked about this. You have. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go on. No, it's okay. (laughs) We need some lightened, (laughs) some uh, lighter things here. Um, I'm sorry, but the penis plant was dead serious, Stacey. Well, I know it's a serious topic, but it's not the topic (laughs) we're talking about. So it's a little lighter to me. All right. Good point. Good point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's where things start to get a little crazier. (laughs) In Colorado, Amy and White Eagle began calling themselves Mother God and Father God, respectively. Love Has One was perpetuated on social media, targeting people that were looking for spiritual belonging. So they were well known for their live streams and videos of their teachings. And Mm -hmm. this would be like on YouTube or Facebook, stuff like that. In 2000, what, what year was it? She ran away in 2006, and they, they that's when they were starting the cult, and eventually this is when it started going on. So 2014 is when it really took off, and I'll mm-hmm. get there in just a okay. second. But they were already starting to do versions of the live stream and all that stuff early on. And it was mostly White Eagle that fe- was featured in them, and mm-hmm. Amy was kind of like sidelined and chiming in every once in a while. Um, but they were together for a while, and that's where they were kind of doing their, their little teachings. White Eagle and Amy's teachings were culminations of New Age writings that they had stumbled upon, and neither really brought anything new to the discussion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's not like they're not even saying anything that groundbreaking uh-huh. in terms of like New Age stuff. So this is just speculation on my part, but I kind of feel like they were accessible Mm -hmm. and that's why they caught on i don't know do you have any thoughts on that um i don't i mean but they weren't huge so like i mean they were they had a pretty small following at first right but i mean i think that that's what like eventually what led them into Mm -hmm. this bigger like cult Mm -hmm. is that kind of accessibility and having that because because you know they're teaching things that are already being taught elsewhere and right in a in non-cult format mm-hmm. but um it's there there's just something about it and i think we're also gonna get uh we're gonna get a couple more clues as to why <laughs> it picked up okay so so Ultimately, Amy and White Eagle were not able to make it. Mm. Thought those two crazy kids were in love. But <laughs> Amy left White Eagle behind in 2014 and took her first follower, Miguel Lamboy, with her. Lamboy became the group's logistics and financial manager. On their videos, they would ask for donations and even sell products. And Lamboy was the one in charge of taking in that money and finding places for them to stay and basically distributing the funds for the group. 
At this time, the group had about 12 to 15 members, and they were living together in a commune in Colorado. However, they eventually ended up in California, Florida, and Hawaii. Mm -hmm. In 2019, Lamboy successfully made Love Has Won a 501c3 nonprofit charity. (laughs) Furthermore, he was the one whose name was on the LLC documents for their first business. Some have claimed that Lamboy was the true mastermind behind all of the shenanigans, but Amy was already on this path before he was involved. Right. So you can't just pretend it was one person. Right. At that and if, point, if you were going to be the mastermind behind all of this and like you were that smart to do that, wouldn't you just like have somebody else put their name on the LLC? Right. You know, right. (laughs) I don't know. Like, have plausible deniability. Exactly. By having somebody else be in charge of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Amy, maybe? Right. (laughs) Or any one of their followers. They had people who would have, like, been sure. I'll I'll put my name on the Oh, I mean, like Amy doing this by having somebody else being in charge of, (laughs) you know, all of that. And um, are you going to get into, like, the benefit of being a nonprofit? It's basically no. they just didn't have to pay taxes on on the stuff that they brought in. So Yeah. So, like, the fact that they were getting donations and all that stuff, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they were doing just fine. Another legal loophole that a cult has exploited. <laughs> <sighs> the group's beliefs were unconventional, to say the least. In a sense, they <laughs> sounded a lot like QAnon as they were extremely distrusting of mainstream society. And, and the media. The media. <laughs> <laughs> also, they truly believed that Amy was God and she was to be worshipped. Amy claimed that she never specifically told the members to surrender to her, yet <laughs> explicitly claimed to be God. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's kind of implied. I mean, yeah. (laughs) She's like, I didn't say surrender to me. I never said that. And it's like, but but the other things you said essentially (laughs) led them to that conclusion, Amy. So (laughs) I didn't say surrender to me. um, But I did say if you don't surrender to me, then you're going to burn in hell for a fiery eternity. Stop putting words in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Amy would dye her hair bright colors, wear colorful colorful clips, and be surrounded with cutesy things in the background of her videos. So this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier on with her childhood. I mean, she had a rough time, so she clung to these like childlike kind Mm of aesthetics. Um, And then as an adult, she's still. If you see a video of her, I mean, sh- there's times where it's like she just looks like how I did in middle school, where uh-huh. I was like, the more clips, the better. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a val- valid choice. Is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's kind of funny. And like, she always wore her hair back a lot, but she would dye it. Um, mm-hmm. Like she'd have different like streaks of color <laughs> in it, and I'm not coming for you, Rachel. I'm just <laughs> saying that with her, it was just like a lot of color was involved with these, and it om- almost felt like it was harkening back to her childhood. Well, it's hard to shake Lisa Frank. Yeah, you know, she gets into your under your skin, and you're like, oh, gotta get you a glitter unicorn. Yeah, and then you, you go to your local like. 
you like your local uh, pizza joint and you get a, a temporary tattoo or yes. sticker from oh. the veni- or from the little machine and <laughs> so you gotta perfect. put it on you and you're like, ah, this is amazing. Oh my god, some of those <laughs> tattoos had glitter. They were like yes. glitter tattoo. I love glitter. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> Man, are we going to be cult leaders? Shoot. I mean, yeah, that was the whole. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, episode one, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I flat out admitted it. <laughs> we have some things to learn, so. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Gosh, we're embarrassing. Thank I'm God we're not kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amy would make sensational claims on her live streams. Not only was she known as Mother God, she had also been reincarnated more than 500 times. She was Jesus Christ and remembered hanging on the cross. She was Marilyn Monroe, Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, and even Donald Trump's daughter. But, like, his daughters are still alive. I don't know. I don't know how it's supposed to be. I think um, in a past life, Donald, like, and also Donald Trump's past life, he was. Okay. That's what, that's what she's saying. So here's, okay, here's the thing with um, Jesus and Joan of Arc. So Joan of Arc heard the voice of God. So uh-huh. you had your choice. You could believe either she was uh, schizophrenic or she was tapped into the spiritual realm and she was hearing directives from God. Now, if Amy Carlson was both Jesus and Joan of Arc, that would mean Joan of Arc was both because she would be hearing her own voice, but also hearing God. Uh, That was my mind. That was my mind being blown, Rachel. Makes too much sense. Makes too much sense. Can't do it. <laughs> She's an ascension genius. Also, I love how every woman that claims that she has been reincarnated was, was in a Joan past of life. Arc. Marilyn Monroe and Cleopatra. Oh, yeah, those like, two. I mean, Joan of Arc sometimes comes up, but Marilyn Monroe and Cleopatra are the ones I hear all the time. <laughs> and like with men, a lot of times they say that they're like... John F. Kennedy or like Abraham Lincoln, things like uh-huh. that. Like that's what I feel. Or like you know, it's um, other leaders like that. But Jesus. It's always, yeah, yeah. Course, but that's a given for like anybody. <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of people were Jesus. So <laughs> I was obviously Mary Magdalene. Yeah, yeah. obviously <laughs> the hot slut of the Bible times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on top of all that, she claimed that she would speak to Robin Williams spiritually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, good stuff here. I think there's even video of that, right? Of her talking to yeah, Robin Williams. Yeah, she's talking, like, she's talking to Robin Williams mm-hmm. in her video. And it's like, okay. And she goes, yeah, thanks, Robin, or something like that. I'm like, oh, first name basis. Good for you. <laughs> Additionally, Amy claimed to be a spiritual healer. Her claim to fame was her spiritual surgery, in which she would heal someone's ailments multidimensionally. Amy said that her spiritual surgeries have removed brain tumors, removed cancerous cells, like completely curing the cancer altogether, Mm -hmm. and alleviated autism. Yes, she could do this through live streams. And yes, people had to pay for this service. Yeah, this is where it starts to really piss me off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it just gets worse, guys. <laughs> Buckle up. Loves winning, I guess. Uh, God, there's just but, no amount of sparkly unicorn stickers that can make that okay. There no, might be some I mean, amount. No, no, no amount. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Not at this point. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's because um, love is making up the game as it goes, and that's why it's winning. <laughs> ah, good point. So, love that deceptive bastard. That's it. <laughs> Despite her healing powers, Amy was becoming increasingly frail and her body was going through disturbing physical changes. For example, her skin was turning a bluish gray and she was having trouble walking. During her live streams, it's obvious that she was either drunk or on drugs or in some cases, maybe both. Amy would say that people were draining the energy from her body, and she even claimed that she had stage five cancer, <laughs> which I guess is something that only gods get because mortal medical professionals only measure cancer from stages one to four. Mm-hmm. It's it's frustrating. Like it's it's one of those moments where you just keep like face palming. <laughs> I know. And sighing and rolling your eyes the more you read about it. I'm gonna get into some more issues like specific issues with the cult and really break down why it's so problematic but please don't victim blame through this so obviously claiming to cure ailments without peer-reviewed medical studies is not okay in this case precious science is is the winner here love as one was moving past the point of connecting spiritually and entering harmful territories however it doesn't stop there Amy's antics were wrapping up with the more validation she was receiving from members who didn't dare question her. Mm -hmm. So it was just an echo chamber for her. Do you think that she truly believed herself to be God during these times? Or do you think that she was conning everybody and was cognitive the entire time? I think she was conning everybody. I do think that there was obviously mental illness that she was Mm -hmm. struggling with. But just because her family seemed to think that she knew what she was doing and, you know, they're the people closest to her. I have to say, too, like, I've seen some videos of her where she appeared to be aware Mm -hmm. and, like, the way that she would address things. It seemed pretty calculated. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of under the impression that, like, this echo chamber that she had did make her feel like she had a right to do this. Mm -hmm. But I still think that she knew that she was conning people and that she was controlling people for her own gain. I think so too, yeah. Love Has Won was peddling colloidal silver supplements to their followers through their venture, Gaia's Whole Healing Essentials. Amy herself was ingesting the silver, which is why her skin was starting to turn colors. The group even had the audacity to claim that the colloidal silver would prevent, treat, and even cure COVID. And the FDA had to get involved and demanded they stop making those claims immediately, which is just... So, I mean, again, because pretty much all of our listeners already know us. Um, (laughs) I have a very um, personal connection with COVID. That's how my dad passed away. And um, I'm very sensitive um, to this topic. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they were saying that this, ultimately it's a poison. 
Yeah. And they're saying, oh, this will help. Like, it'll prevent COVID. And even if you somehow get it, it'll cure your COVID. So no need to worry about anything else. Like the FDA, like I read their little write-up on uh-huh. um, their cease and desist, I think. It yeah, and it's it's like, it, it feels like they're being like, don't do it, you <laughs> idiots. Just stop it. Just no, 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 no. <laughs> That's essentially what it said. So yeah. <laughs> More problematic medical claims from the group were sprinkled in throughout live streams. For example, apparently damaging your vision by staring at the sun is just a myth. And it's actually great to allow the sun to burn away the darkness within. Don't stare at the sun. Just stare at a plant. (laughs) We can't stress this enough. Don't join a cult. Don't stare at the sun. Look at plants. (laughs) If you take away one thing from this podcast today, it's look at a plant. (laughs) Just go look. Just go look. Just go look at a plant. (laughs) Another stance suggested by a member was that a heart attack is actually your heart expanding. Oh, my God. They advised people who think they're having a heart attack to simply breathe and allow the love to flow through Oh, my God. I don't suggest that. No. If you feel like you're having a heart attack, call 911. Yes. Like, get to a hospital. <laughs> Do not just breathe through. I mean, like, breathe for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And maybe, like, try and remain calm. But don't just assume it's your heart expanding. You're not the Grinch. If your heart grows <laughs> two sizes in a day, you're going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. Unless you might be the Grinch. The Grinch might be one of our listeners. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in general, because that's a very specific. Like, that's true you know, case of your heart growing two sizes and you being all right. Right. Or three sizes. Three sizes, in, in, yeah. In the Grinch's case. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is please listen to medical professionals. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> More claims include cures to diabetes with turmeric, frankincense for depression, and the cure for cancer being a simple lemon and baking soda treatment. Oh, wow. They're despicable. I can't. <laughs> Lemon and baking soda. Oh, nobody fucking thought of that, have they? I mean, those are really hard to find. I'm glad they cracked the code. Jesus. (laughs) I can't. I can't with them. Love as One was often making these medical claims because they depended on income from Gaia's whole healing essentials. Oftentimes, people diagnosed with long-term diseases and conditions such as cancer and diabetes could feel abandoned by traditional medical practices. That's true. It's complicated and unpredictable, but it's objective. Medical professionals don't downplay the severity of the situation and will plainly say that there is no cure for certain things. The treatments they suggest often are uncomfortable and leave people with a sense of hopelessness. This is why I said it's important to avoid victim blaming when it comes to cults in general, but especially in this sense. The emotional turmoil a person experiences with a life-threatening diagnosis without Mm -hmm. a cure is unfortunate, but totally valid. And the leaders of Love Has One knew that there was nothing they could do to cure these ailments, yet they continued to make claims to sell products making them true insecure sphincter sockets there we go here's the first one (laughs) (laughs) those fucking sphincter sockets (sighs) but seriously the thing is is that there is a lot that is wrong with um our medicine and our like western medicine and 
particularly in the United States, a lot of people do not get heard by their doctors, particularly people who are marginalized in other areas of their life. Right. I have nothing wrong with also taking some turmeric, you know, but don't do this alternative stuff instead of or at the cost of or things that have been proven to be harmful when there is other stuff out there, you know, that is peer reviewed and has been tested and does have results or right. And the results are are measured. And it's a controlled environment too, where these results are measured. So you know that like, this one treatment is the only thing that this, you know, that was happening. And these were the results from that one treatment. It's not like you're trying everything and you get better and you don't know exactly which, which one. one? Yeah. That was the right. Oh, maybe know. it was the baking soda and lemon juice. Maybe it was actually. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Will that lighten your I mean, hair though? I don't know. I've heard it's good like for your pores and stuff, but oh. I don't, I don't think you should try and use it to cure your cancer. No. So yeah. So with this, that's why, um, you know, I definitely understand like the impulse to be like, they're all stupid. And mm-hmm. like, who could believe that bullshit? But like, again, especially like you said, like in the United States, it's very difficult to even afford certain um, medical procedures and treatments. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, people might just have to kind of accept the fact that they're going to die because they can't afford to live. And that's why something like this sounds like a better alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want people to look at the victims with a little bit more empathy mm-hmm. and understanding because there were a lot of people that weren't involved with the harmful propaganda. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of people that were just victims to it. Yes. So keep that in mind again. <laughs> like with every cult that we talk about, like there are victims of cults and it's not just cult leaders. So like you don't have to feel bad for the cult leader. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you how you feel about Amy Carlson. But like I said, just just take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not only are those duck-nosed shart hounds out here making baseless <laughs> medical claims, they're also allowing abuse to children and animals for, quote, discipline, unquote. <sighs> it's not like these are alleged claims or anything. Love has, one, recorded themselves doing these acts and posted them. Like, mm-hmm. they they showed this. It right. wasn't a secret. One video depicts Amy grabbing her cat by its scruff and shaking it violently and screaming at it. That's how is that love? Like, jeez. In another disturbing video, and I'm gonna bring up one related to child abuse. Parents brought a child to Amy to ask for help with discipline, saying that like he'd never really been disciplined before. He was just a little toddler. The child is crying, and Amy instantly becomes frustrated and tells the toddler she is putting him in a timeout. And in a room Full of adults. Mm-hmm. Amy picks up the child and locks him in a dark closet. Of course, she claims that there are adults in the closet with the child, but it seems unlikely. I mean, that part wasn't shown on the film Mm-mm. or on the recording. So I don't really believe her. No, because there wasn't says, space for it based on the angle. Like, what was the adult in the closet the whole time? Just like, right. Waiting. Like, did they lock the adult in timeout too? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. But. In the video, you can hear the kid screaming and crying, and it's just, it's 
It's upsetting. Mm -hmm. And not one of those tone-deaf rectum jockeys spoke (laughs) up and said that was wrong. In fact, they later claimed that at least she wasn't beating the child and she was simply putting him in time out. That's not what time out is. No, it's not. Oh, my God. That's torture. That's that's abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's it's damaging to a kid. I mean, like the kid was just like crying and upset. Like, like two year olds do. Like, yes, fucking 42 I mean, year olds do. Right. I mean, really, do you think that this kid had the vocabulary even to understand what was happening? No. No. So why would you just throw a kid in a dark room like that? He was That's... sad and upset about something and then was put into a dark room for it. Like, right. oh, way to go. <laughs> like, now you're just going to mess up that kid's development even further. And that's just, you know, that's something that they recorded and put out to the world. Amy's videos continued to get out of control. Each video became an incoherent rant where she screamed at non-believers that weren't there. And at one point, she threw a tantrum about how she was given meatballs instead of chicken parmesan. So I made Tiff and Josh watch that video. <laughs> yeah. What they have to say? Well, they they were fascinated by the whole thing. Tiff was a little familiar with the story. Mm-hmm. So now, though, guess what we're going to have for dinner tonight? <laughs> Is it meatballs? Chicken parmesan and meatballs. Josh wants both. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I love that. Because, like, when I was hearing the rant, like, every time I would listen to that, I'd be like, mm, that sounds good. Like, both of them. Yeah. They both sound really good. Like, Should I order some? <laughs> like, like, it sounds so good. <laughs> and she's, like, in the video, she's, like, freaking out. And she's, like, I love meatballs, but it's not my vision. <laughs> Something like that. And I'm like, oh God. I'm like get over yourself. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and um, so I didn't really mention this, but she would call like the men in the group her Adams, as uh, like I'm assuming Adam and Eve, and not. I was guessing we couldn't tell if she meant Adams, like Adam and Eve, or Adams A T O M S. Right. Like I feel like it's the biblical sense because it's only the men that are being referred to it. Uh, referred to oh, uh-huh, that way uh-huh. but like she's like these fucking atoms are trying to come from or like i forget what she said exactly but she's like screaming about chicken parmesan and i'm just oh it it, it really gets me and it's it, like on one hand you're like cracking up because it's so funny but on uh-huh, another hand it's, it's so like absurd you're a little disturbed by it it was seriously disturbing. Mm-hmm. And like that poor man who kept getting yelled at and stuff. And then like when the dude came in and also joined in with yelling at him, it's just like, and then kind of laughing about it. Too. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like, what? I couldn't imagine why anybody would stay. Well, I'll tell you. Some of the ways cult leaders are able to control their members are with tactics like love bombing. In this way, new members are showered with love. That seems pretty obvious in this cult as love is in the name. <laughs> I think we're going to say love more than the Beatles did in their discography in this episode. Maybe, but maybe. It's fine. All you need is love. <laughs> and it's one. Um, 
People are lifted up and they feel like everyone around them is so happy and accepting that they just want to be part of this new group. And new members of Love Has One were not able to meet Amy right away. So, like, they didn't necessarily mm-hmm. know her and how how quickly she can change on a dime, like, with her behavior and her mood. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of them first joined the group virtually, so it's really easy to portray an image through social media that may appear different in real life. It does sound like the beginning of an abusive relationship where at mm-hmm. first it's just like magical and the best thing ever and so amazing. And so then it doesn't even feel real when it begins to become abusive because that's not the image that you have. Yeah. And it's easier to blame yourself and be like, well, I know that they're a good person, so I must mm-hmm. have fucked up. And that's why they're reacting this way because I'm the one that did it. And And honestly, chicken parmesan doesn't sound anything like meatballs. So that guy deserved it. (laughs) What was he wearing? I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So uh, yeah, that that was um, an an illustration of how absurd that argument is. And it's not at all (laughs) something that I would um, think to joke about or take lightly. So Please understand that. (laughs) But we all are guilty of this digital persona that we have. Mm -hmm. And it's completely different from our real lives. Yeah, I'm actually two cats stacked up in a trench coat. Right. You wouldn't get that at all from my social media. No. Three cats. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I was thinking it was more like three cats, but (laughs) then you said two. But okay. Well, I mean, I guess other people because I don't know you as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is kind of what I was talking about earlier with like this accessibility. I mean, like mm-hmm. you just you see what they portray through the screen of social media. Yeah. So okay, you see and you're able to, in a way, kind of like look at it as a mirror and like reflect the things that you want and like you want to see onto like what you're actually seeing and it's like oh okay well this must be like what's going on and then when people are super nice because all they have to do is just type something and then they can walk away and like not even care or they could even just copy paste like uh, like a ton of shit and just (laughs) which they did quite a bit of Uh yeah or you know just the way that they speak and portray themselves um it's really easy to think a certain way of somebody that's part of it. And that's what I was saying, like with the accessibility. Another way that cult leaders control others is with an us versus them mentality. Meaning the cult is not just the right way, but the only way. And everyone else is set out to tear them down. We hear that a lot whenever we uh-huh. talk about cults. Amy asserted that the cabal was always close by and they would find a way to murder her or mislead the human race so that they will not ascend with the truth. So I had never like I don't I can't really think that I've heard the term cabal that often, but I also feel familiar with it. But it's it's kind of like a straw man kind of argument in the sense of like. It's a group of people, and she's just not being specific on which group of people are out to get her. Yeah. Okay. But they're, I think they, at least some people um, attribute this cabal composed of lizard people. I definitely mm-hmm. saw Anunnaki 
yeah. in there. So, yeah, it's just the the way that it's um, because they can they can. Here's the thing about cults. They fucking lie about everything. So if what? What? If, <laughs> if they think that you're not going to be on board with the lizard people thing, then they'll say it's somebody else. And like something that's right. like more grounded in your kind of reality or something like that. It doesn't really matter who the cabal is. Right. It's just there's scary bad guys out there. They're out there and they're going to get her. Yeah, they're gonna kill Amy, who is your god, and mm-hmm. she's about to ascend to like a higher level of knowledge and be able to pass it on to the human race. But they are gonna be the ones to either take her down physically or take down like her following. Mm-hmm. In her live streams, Amy would refer to those people as whores. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She would start screaming at the whores that were trying to take her down. <laughs> Anyone that didn't believe in her was simply set out to destroy humanity's chances of ascension and was evil. Horse! <laughs> yeah, I, I was really, really surprised about, like, the gendered um, insult. Yeah. You know, like, why go there? Yeah. Why not I just, mean, like, assholes? Or why not, like, go on an insult generator yeah. and find something more creative? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's weird. And again, seeing her like in this like descent into madness and her drunken rants and she just goes hard and like she just, oh, it's, it's rough. The entire group lived together in isolation. Although there was technically access to the outside world, any questions members had that challenged the group's beliefs were met with reassurance by the rest of the cult. They could easily spin something back to their favor when there was no other opposition around. Mm -hmm. And no one was able to contact their families, and they just continued to listen to the teachings of Mother God. On top of all of that, there were additional ways that these people were controlled by Amy. All of their money they've earned in one way or another had to go back into the group. They did not have many possessions, so they depended on the group to provide for them. So this is something we see a lot. You don't have money or possessions, so how do you get home? And they were like three hours from the airport. Yeah, and they were in Hawaii by this point. Oh. So they're on an island. Amy instructed her followers to only sleep when she slept, which was usually around four hours a night. If people tried to sleep during the day, they were shamed and accused of being a non-believer by other slutty fuck clowns. So numbers were, quote, taking away from Mother God's energy, end quote, by not being awake. (laughs) So, like, if you start to fall asleep because you're sleep deprived, Uh they would shame you and then make you wake up. Everybody could be involved in the shaming. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to be shamed. I guess I have to stay up instead of, like, rebelling and going to bed. Uh Um (laughs) So you you see this happening to others and you're like, well, they just they're not willing to serve Mother God. They're not willing to, you know, do things for her. And I'm willing to do that. So I'm not going to fall asleep. And also, I know that I know the other consequences for this and yada, yada, yada. And so it's really it's really depressing. Yeah. But those who join the commune were losing unhealthy amounts of weight and they were always on edge. At any moment, a stupid slut goblin 
could berate a member <laughs> being accused and criticized. Of what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> just anything. <laughs> they could just come up with anything. So they start off being showered with love and then they are torn down by having their insecurities attacked. And you don't know when this is going to happen either. Mm-mm. That's a good way to control somebody is by being super unpredictable. Did you see that video where um, I, it was the dude, the last father god, who like had a bunch of people up there. He's like, we're going to play a game. One of you guys is um, a Lilith. And so it would, a Lilith was mm. a girl, a woman who had gone against teachings or something. Mm. And he'd be like, so you guys just need to do this on live stream, talk it out in front of the camera and figure out who the Lilith is. And so the women in the group were just like, oh, God, like, what if it was me? And then had to just sit there and be attacked um, yeah. in like on a live stream. It's humiliating. And that's mm-hmm. why, again, like they have to feel like they feel like they have to listen to whatever she says because they don't want to be ostracized by the group. So they were accepted by this group, but now they're dangling this conditional love in front of Mm -hmm. them. And that's what they sought out to begin with. And now they might lose it by just anything, by going to sleep. Amongst the drunken rants by the drug-loving cockhound, <laughs> which that one came up and I was like, hey, hey, I love it. <laughs> it um, Amy would also turn around and put on a soft spoken appearance to tell everyone how she's just frustrated because her energy is being drained and she has no, she has so much healing left to do. Mm-hmm. Mm, so much baby. healing to do. Poor God. <laughs> she can't heal herself. <laughs> she's only all Fuck powerful. You. God. <laughs> God, like she sucks. Boo. She does suck. Boo, boo. Mm. This is particularly disgusting to me because um, I was reading some stuff about cults and how they control their members and everything. Mm-hmm. And they said that it's basically like behavioral training, which is what mm-hmm. we use for animals. So like we put my dog through behavioral training. Right. It It's just it's awful. But with behavior training, it's like you give positive reinforcement for positive things. Like if they do something good, you reward them. And then if they do something bad, you don't necessarily punish them. Like not all forms of behavioral you know, management and training involve punishment. But it's like you don't you don't get the reward because you didn't do it. And that's how you learn. Like, oh, so it's a it's a consistent consequence Mm -hmm. good or bad and that is how they learn and what they're doing here they start off pretty consistent with their love and affection and positivity but then all of a sudden no matter what you do you're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. and then one day like you don't know what you're doing wrong and then they're like oh you're doing great and you're like okay okay so i think this is fine and then they're like no you're doing it wrong again and you're like i didn't stop doing what i was doing and then so you're just confused and you don't know what's happening so anytime anything comes down from the top you gotta listen to it and you gotta do it ah okay now we're gonna get to kind of a fun part of it the Dr. Phil episode. Who I normally hate, but I gotta I gotta hand it to him. 
Yeah. He did a good job with this, I thought. I have to say, I hate Dr. Phil, but I love watching his show like in the background of things because uh-huh. I love having the ability to tune out um, Dr. Phil and then like randomly come back in and hear like some <laughs> crazy <laughs> drama. I'd be like, whoa, and then go back to working because I have ADD. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I like having little breaks here and then, but it's like uh-huh. it's so redundant and all that's over the show. It's got a formula to it. So I love I love having that. And it's not like with like Maury or something where you constantly are hearing beeps. And, right, you know, right. They don't curse as much on Dr. Phil. So no, because he's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love whenever he like starts to throw around his credentials and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> but in this episode, it was a lot of fun to watch, um, just like all of them, in my opinion. So in 2020, Amy Carlson appeared on an episode of Dr. Phil. Her family's concern of Amy's action led them to reach out to the show. And I'm pretty sure this was filmed before the pandemic. Um, just because there's nobody... Because it, it aired in September of 2020. And, like, I kind of read online, like, when they film. Like, usually it's, like, a January mm-hmm. type of season or whatever. Like, they, they film it really early on. Nobody was wearing a mask. They still had, like, an audience, stuff like that. But they did have people join in like Amy was joined via live stream how apropos uh-huh. but I think that's mostly just because she didn't want to come in and because of her health conditions and stuff like that right but, I thought they were I thought she was in Hawaii when that was filmed which would have been during mm-hmm. the pandemic but, may, but maybe not maybe she wasn't well, they, in Hawaii they moved, I think they moved to Hawaii in 2019 I thought it's it's really hard to figure out where this group was at any given time like I saw a lot of conflicting mm-hmm accounts but just because like i know that in later episodes of dr phil when they actually have pandemic things going on they have like the audience in like video format like they oh have right you're right yeah yeah this, like it's, it's really obvious what is a pandemic one and i think because like it might have been like when they were suspecting the pandemic so there was like some distancing and like not having them brought in from hawaii kind of a thing mm-hmm to travel or anything like that. I think that's why, but I'm going into depth on the it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> aspects of the show. But what I'm, you know, so I just kind of wanted to make that clear in case anybody does watch it and they're like confused with the timeline. I was also confused with the timeline, but uh-huh. <laughs> um, this is just what's going on. So Amy seemed very calm and attempted to explain her actions during the episode. And, she claimed that she didn't want to abandon her children and she begged the angels to let her stay with them, but she had to do it for the greater good. So this is why earlier when we were like, yeah, we think that she's full of shit and she knows it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was coherent enough to be on Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. And even though like in other videos, she like claimed that alcohol was her medicine, stuff like uh-huh. that. Like, okay, so you know to not be drunk when you're on Dr. Phil. And she was very calm, not at all like the videos that they usually showed. She's always like placing her hands in front of her heart and everything um, in like a prayer position and, you know, just had this look on her face like, oh, I understand. Ugh, You're this so frustrated. fake, serene smile that I just yeah. really wanted to like punch 
It was disgusting. It honestly, like, I was like, you know what you're doing, and it's that's what makes everything worse. Like, it's all of it is inexcusable, but like, you feel a little bit better if you're like, well, that person really thought, like, really believed this. <laughs> they were and not. thought they right. were doing something good, <laughs> and uh, so another reason why I think that she knew what she was doing and another really touchy subject she said well i've been sexually assaulted and kind of using that as As an excuse an excuse and it's like well amy i'm very sorry to hear that you were sexually assaulted but why does that give you the right to take these people's money and manipulate them and promise cures for cancer and diabetes when you know that you don't have that cure they're not related (laughs) like it's not a cause effect kind of relationship there no and that doesn't like that's not going to get you sympathy in terms of what we're talking about here today Mm -hmm. i you know like i do um i i feel really bad that you had to experience that and go through that But I don't feel bad for you for being called out for being a fucking cult leader. Right. So that's really the last I'm going to talk about that subject. But okay. Dr. Phil showed some of the craziest videos that Amy had posted willingly. And she had an answer for all of it. And none of her answers were valid. But she kept talking. (laughs) Her family was shocked to see her in this fragile state. And they couldn't believe that this was the same Amy that they knew. She's so thin. Tiny and Mm -hmm. like pale and just, you know, again, she seemed aware and out of it at the same time. And, and, And then she was like... You know, also making claims about like this is one of the moments where she said she had stage five cancer, and Doctor uh-huh. Phil was like, "Well, but they only get <laughs> yeah." He's like, "What's stage five? And she's like, "It's in your bones. It's all yeah. the way into your bones." And he just kind of was like, like, <laughs> he's like, "No, it's one to four. Like, <laughs> so she's making claims like that. Like all of this, like you can tell it's like she's trying to get people to feel sorry for her and somehow that would validate her more. I don't know. But she also was saying like, I can't walk. I can't go anywhere. So yeah, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to yell sometimes. And like, they're taking the energy away from me. So it's like, again, it's not her fault. It's not, but it's her problem kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. No, the reason why you're having these health conditions is because you're constantly drinking and you're eating silver, like poison. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to Amy, two of her followers who call themselves Aurora and Hope attempted to defend her also via live stream. They said that they were college educated, so they were smart enough to know if she was really a cult leader. I'll tell you more about them. I can't wait. I just love that. They go, we're, I just want to say, like, in the episode, she says something like, we're college educated and we're like the smartest people in our families. We wouldn't be taken in by a cult. I was like, yeah, you could. And I just, again, want to make it clear. Literally anybody can fall victim to a cult. Okay, it can happen to anybody. You think so? So, I don't think so. I'm saying it in a way that like without singling anybody out. Like, I don't want to say like, 
Oh, it, you're pathetic. And oh, that's right. Why. So any group of people could like, mm-hmm. sure, like being college educated doesn't preclude you from getting snowed yeah. by a cult. Yeah. Yeah. You're not above anybody because you have a college degree. And right. Because you've got a degree, you just can't be in a cult. Like, yeah, it's not a <laughs> it's not biased against those things. So. The two complained that Dr. Phil had taken things out of context, and when he gave them the opportunity to put it into context, they were unsuccessful in doing so. Like, I love that they go, okay, love. Like, <laughs> just like the way they said it. Like, okay, love, that's, that's how you feel. Like, uh, it, it was, was like, maddening. It was insane. He's like, I, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, obviously, and, it's, and they're like... Okay, love, if that's how you feel. And he's like, it's not how I feel. It's, it's, that's what it is. <laughs> he, he was like going crazy, <laughs> freaking out. Most guests included victims and family members of victims of the cult. One person alleged that her husband was drugged and abandoned in the desert. He was wandering around and was eventually caught on private property. When he awoke at the hospital with strangers knowing his name, he really thought that this confirmed Amy's teachings. Mm. However, it was because the family was already looking for him based on some things that they'd heard on the live stream, Mm -hmm. and they confirmed his identity. This man did not return to the cult, but he also did not appear on the show. It's kind of tough to say, like, where he left with that experience. Again, Dr. Phil pulled out the craziest videos and showed the sensational side of the cult. He even brought on an expert on cults to explain how harmful this cult really was. Dr. Phil and the expert began calling Amy unoriginal and, in my opinion, (laughs) made it seem like a useless attack on her character. Mm. So this is the kind of behavior that a cult member would see and dig their heels farther in the ground, Mm -hmm. like, as a result of that. Um, His tone was a bit abrasive and condescending, and although it makes for great television, it's not doing anything to help the current members. And Amy's family hoped that this appearance would lead to Amy snapping out of this and returning home, but things only got worse from there. It's it's good that they were shedding light on this mm-hmm. and really like trying to make people aware of it, but the people that are already in the cult, they're going to see that and have absolutely nothing to learn from that because right. they're going to that's reaffirming what they'd already thought. He's just going to come in and he's part of the cabal and he's going to, you know, try and discredit Amy mm-hmm. or to Mother God. And, you know, it, like I said, things get worse, if you can believe it. And there is much more to the story of Amy Carlson and Love is One. In this case, Love is not one, but tragedy has persisted. Once upon a time... On the time of April 28th, 2021, Miguel Lamboy needed to run some errands outside of his town of Moffat, Colorado. Or maybe he just needed to get out of the house for a bit. You see, five of his friends from his cult had randomly showed up the night before asking for a place to crash. He was one of the founding members of this cult, so it would be kind of a dick move to say no. <laughs> so he let them in and then went into town for the night. But when he came back, he realized it wasn't just five of them in his mobile home. It was six. Only the six was out of it. 
Literally. It was Amy Carlson, and she had ascended right on out of her body. Oh, good for her. She was dead, guys. It was her corpse. Oh, no. They had brought along her corpse. Oh, gross. <laughs> Miguel was honestly a little weirded out and was like, hey, guys, you do what you need to do, but I'm going to take my son and leave y'all to it. The cult members were like, it's cool if you go, but no, we're not going to let you take your son. His son was two years old. Yeah, that's that's how um, parenting works. <laughs> so Miguel played it cool. Oh, OK, he said. By the way, I'm making up this dialogue. It's very good, though, right? It's like Oscar worthy. Oh, I, I couldn't even tell. I mean, this seemed like I write really like realistic dialogue. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He said, I'm going to head out then without my child because that would be a completely normal thing to do in this situation, I think. <laughs> and that's how people talk when they're not nervous yeah, and for sure, they don't for just sure. have word vomit and, and just feel like they keep needing his heart. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it. It's natural. It's totally natural. Uh, so then he hags kitted right out of there, bringing that one back. <laughs> It needs to continue. (laughs) But did he go on a donut run? Did he drive to one of the local attractions of Moffat, Colorado, being the Dollar General or Grammy's Kitchen? Oh, did he? (laughs) No. Oh. Miguel Lamboy went to the police station and said that a bunch of people had brought a dead body to his house and also wouldn't let him take his child out of the house. So the police were not unfamiliar with Miguel. Because he, you had mentioned him um, after the White Eagle dude, mm-hmm. that after that didn't work with Amy, she met Miguel. So the two of them sort of began the part that would become um, Love Has One, sort of. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry, I wasn't very clear on that. And that's because a lot of the sources were kind of unclear. So like she was already like doing these kinds of teaching videos and stuff with White Eagle and then was sort of doing it by herself. And like he was basically like the first member uh, or Miguel mm-hmm. was. And then of her new one. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when Love Has One has kind of started. So it's like it it formed in that way. But she was already doing it, doing <laughs> it. But so, yeah, but she was kind of like second fiddle with White Eagle. Mm-hmm. And so with Miguel, she was that's when she became Mother God, basically, yeah. and was first first fiddle. So the Moffat, Colorado is they were familiar with them. So Love Has One was a pretty small cult. If you don't count their online followers, mm-hmm. a little more than a dozen of them lived in this area on two different properties, one of them in Lamboy's home. Um, and then another one uh, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So they hadn't been around for a while because, big surprise, the community wasn't a big fan of having anti-Semitic jerks who scream at people all the time running around. What they weren't. <laughs> They've never been to Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that flies in Missouri, but it doesn't fly in Colorado. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Maybe I should go there. I'm getting kind of sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people running around screaming and being anti-Semitic. Yeah, and just racist in general. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It's, it sucks. It's not fun. Anyway, let's talk about something more fun, <laughs> like this horrible cult and the death of the okay. leader. So they hadn't been around there. They had been in Hawaii previously. And um, so Miguel wasn't expecting them when they showed up. Mm-hmm. But the police were also not like, what? There's there's cult members in your home? Like, it wasn't news to them that they would be there. 
So he tells the police what to expect. So Amy's mummified corpse was in the house, and he wasn't sure how she died. And a quick note, um, mummified just means that it was dehydrated and not decaying anymore. The corpse was not embalmed. It wasn't wrapped up or anything like the cheesy no. things you would see. <laughs> so the police went into the house and cleared out the people staying there. The cult members were arrested and the two-year-old son was returned to his father. And there was another young girl in the house, the 13-year-old daughter of cult member Karen Raymond. And she was put into protective services. Good. Well, good that she's no longer part of that. Well, I mean... That it, you, I wish it were the case. Well, okay, so. here's the thing good to, for the police to do that. Like, a lot right. of times, I, no, yeah. it's just spoiler alert, she didn't stay, and she was given back yeah. to her. Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just happy that right the police did this. Like, they came in and right they're away. like, yes. all right, nobody's gonna get hurt, and we're gonna put the kids in protective, like, nice places, and everything's gonna be while great. we sort yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah, they did this the correct way. Um, so I also read that Rolling Stone article, and I could tell. They, well, there were two, so I'm not sure, uh, but I think this one is from the one that, or you might have read both of them too. Uh, but I, he actually wrote this really nicely, so I'm just going to quote it: mm-hmm. that Christopher Moyer from Rolling Stone. This is what the police found when they came into the room, and this is a little bit of a trigger warning. It's disturbing imagery. Mm-hmm. They could see the twinkling, multicolored, makeshift shrine from down the hallway. The scent of sage hung in the air, according to an officer on the scene. The room was decorated much like a child's bedroom, with rainbows and hearts and stars. A few stuffed bunny toys perched atop the mantle above Carlson's body, as if keeping vigil. She sat atop a bed wrapped in what appeared to be a sleeping bag and decorated with Christmas lights. Her body was in an advanced state of decomposition. Her eyes had deteriorated to the point that they appeared to be missing entirely, and the area around the empty sockets had been dusted with glitter makeup. Her lips had receded, causing her teeth to protrude from her mouth. She was shockingly thin, and her skin was blue. Though authorities wouldn't have known that her skin was already begun had already begun turning blue over the previous few months. Wow, they painted her, one officer is heard remarking on body cam footage that was later released. That's just decomp, said another. He leaned forward, shining a flashlight into Amy's face, illuminating it for the other officers in the dim blue lighting. Decomp and mummification. That's what I'm guessing at this point. Other sources state that Amy was also wearing a crown, a tie-dyed fleece shawl, a faux fur scarf, gray sweatpants, and two pairs of fluffy socks. This absolutely sounds like a weekend in the house outfit for me. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that, that out there, including comfy, the crown. <laughs> including the crown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also on the shrine were eight small brown bottles with medicine droppers that turned out to contain metals, including colloidal titanium, gold, and silver. So it's what they sold in their shop. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about Amy's decline in health, which you did touch up on in um, your segment. So her corpse was discovered in the early hours of April 29th, 2021. But no one knows for sure when she actually died. 
we had seen her health in decline for quite a while because we need to remember that Love is One believed that the sins of the world were filtered through Amy's body. And on what a side note as to what we were talking about earlier, that's a really convenient affliction for somebody who's trying to keep people under her control. Right. Because the fact that any acts of disobedience caused her physical harm would be such a deterrent. Mm-hmm. I ditched school one time and I called the front office and I told the, and I pretended to be my mom and I told them that uh, Rachel had a migraine and so she ha- was excused and had to leave. I totally got caught. But <laughs> I never would have even tried that if I had thought by doing so it would cause my mom physical harm. Right. <laughs> but then did it give her a migraine? <laughs> it didn't. No, it didn't. So I was free to yeah. to keep disappointing her. There you go. <laughs> Well, I'm so lame. The one time I skipped school, I asked my mom for permission and she (laughs) called in for me. I mean, she she did not um, (laughs) call in for me. She had no knowledge. Miss Wigman. I was like, I want a senior skip day. My friends are going to skip. Can I skip? I've been working really hard. She's like, (laughs) don't tell your father. (laughs) <laughs> but i was for the most part expected to be at school and like my friends would ditch all the time they'd be like yeah my mom called me in. and i'm like why oh no my mom would never call me in i know but i would also <laughs> never skip so it's like it's one of those things like i wouldn't do it if my mom didn't say it's okay <laughs> so there's that nice so by the time she appeared on Dr. Phil, like you, we said, we're not sure when that was filmed, but probably early 2020. Mm-hmm. She was already ailing. She wasn't blue yet the way that you will, you'll see later on, but she was super duper skinny and she was already claiming to be paralyzed from the waist down, although there are videos after that that show her clearly moving. Right. Yeah. So that's where she was saying, like, oh, I can't walk. This is why I'm so upset and all that. It Mm -hmm. was like she was saying she was paralyzed, but she also, like, wasn't paralyzed. Right. And her explanation for this was because she was, you know, healing everybody and, like, all that stuff. Like, the traumas of the world were playing out on her on her body and she couldn't heal herself right (laughs) because she had a quote karmic contract with humanity (laughs) so basically she had to become a martyr and included in her martyrdom was the fact that like a tulpa or a fairy or a santa claus her health (laughs) was tied to people's belief in her so if people didn't believe in the magic of amy her health would continue to decline yeah, everybody start clapping like in Peter Pan. I do believe in fairies. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> but Amy had to contend with more than just disobedient followers and sacrificial healings. She was also being actively hunted by the cabal of shape-shifting lizard people mm-hmm. or dark witches or other oogity boogities. Right. Stories of assassination attempts were all the rage in their live stream from mid-2018 and into 2019. Mm-hmm. So during this time, Amy would report on how much of the world's negative energy she had processed. And Lamboy warned that it was taking a toll on Amy's physical body. All you guys being so negative, it's taking its toll. It's your fault. Your fault. So because Amy had the responsibility of the entire world on her shoulders, and because she couldn't use her own awesome healing powers that she sold to other people to heal herself due to that karmic contract... And because she couldn't take a Tylenol or any other synthetic medicine, (laughs) Amy used 
alcohol to manage her pain. Mm. Yeah, alcohol is natural, you see, so it's good for you. Bring me my medicine. Kind of like how Oreos are vegan, and so they're good for you. Right. (laughs) My gosh. So not only was she already putting her body through all the horrible things of the world, but then her medicine, her pain management of alcohol was also harming her vessel. Mm-hmm. So here's where we get into disordered eating. So if this is a trigger for you, maybe skip ahead about 30 seconds. So a part of their belief system was that overeating was ego. And to them, ego stood for edging God out. So they actually weren't allowed to eat anything but donated food. And of course, chicken parmigiana. Mm. And they couldn't have too much of it. And they weren't supposed to snack. So in her pursuit of purity, Amy was eating very little. And she was pretty much sustaining her physical body with just alcohol. Some reports of her her drinking beer all day and then um, eight glasses of vodka at night, like highballs. Yeah. I have had my share of benders in my life. I have never had eight glasses of vodka. And to think of doing that like (laughs) every day, like, no, no, thank you. I'll pass. Uh -uh. I I mean, she's just like she's destroying her own body and she's leading this example that is also harmful. Mm -hmm. And so this is where when you were asking me if I thought like she really believed any of it or this is where it gets a little murky because. I still think, like, I think that this was um, anorexia and some comorbidities of anorexia, like mm-hmm. mental uh, mental health comorbidities of anorexia having to do with control. And I think that that was part of it. So I mm-hmm. don't think that she really thought she was processing the world's woes and everything. But I do think that she was using this for control. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of got out of control i also think that she was just so drunk all the time it's like yeah i mean she's just spewing incoherent nonsense she contradicts herself constantly so she's not Mm -hmm. like paying attention to what she's saying it's just her body's failing her and she has control over people and those two are colliding exactly so she was also taking colloidal silver um as you talked about. So it's that's just silver. It's just tiny particles of silver suspended in liquid. And it does it in back in the day, it did have some purpose because it does kill germs by destroying certain proteins, but it's not an essential mineral, meaning it has no function in our bodies. Mm-hmm. There is no evidence that it's safe or effective at boosting immunity or doing anything else. <laughs> and the service that it does provide, the killing some germs bit has been superseded by modern medicinal medicinal miracles like soap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like soap. That thing that's really hard to get a hold of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's so slippery. <laughs> Might as well have some right? silver. <laughs> Just squips right out. <laughs> <laughs> so there's really no reason for colloidal silver, except it's not slippery, unless you want to turn your skin blue, which is a known side effect called argyria. But... Even if you want blue skin, I would just use something else, like tattoos. Yeah. Because tattoos and Argyria are both permanent. Mm-hmm. But tattoos are cool, <laughs> whereas colloidal silver is for dorks. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> colloidal <laughs> silver is for dorks. <laughs> Unless you have a tattoo uh, of a shark or a taco on your hand, you're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, colloidal silver can cause seizures and organ damage. Oh. Tattoos only cause coolness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I am so cool now with my tattoo. <laughs> That's me uh, flying off in a jetpack because I'm so cool. <laughs> All cool people have jetpacks. <laughs> oh, man. Stacy, come back. Come back. Okay, I want to tell you more back. about this. I'm back, <laughs> you silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool jetpack <laughs> thanks so some people might think that alcoholism in combination with starvation and mineral poison could really harm a person's body I'd say so in much the way that Amy's body appeared to be harmed mm-hmm. but in her case it was really just a matter of energy imbalances and and also ascension symptoms which occur naturally as your vibrations begin to rise up to the higher vibrations of the divine hey yeah this is where we go to like the um like we have the 3d perception and love and she's got Uh 5d Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's beyond the three dimensions and she's beyond the four dimensions she's into that yeah. fifth so the next part is a little bit disturbing, so I'm going to do a little joke break. Okay, great. Okay. Why didn't the skeleton want to send any Valentine's Day cards? Why? His heart wasn't in it. Oh, oh no. This is not <laughs> a great segue. Okay. So the okay. day before the Dr. Phil appearance, so the day before that show aired... Lauren Suarez, known as Aurora, said on a live stream, quote, there have been moments when mom has asked us to take her to a 3D hospital. And we're like, nope, because there's just there's no way. And we know exactly how hijacking works. And you can bet your fucking ass that someone in that hospital, whoever it would be, would get hijacked and go straight from mom. Try to do who knows what they would try to take her to surgery. They would try to do some crazy shit. So absolutely not. So Amy apparently was so sick that she was asking to go to the hospital, but her followers were so convinced that she would either be assassinated there by the cabal or that Western medicine, 3D medicine, would only make her sicker that they refused to take her. Yeah, that's um, that's not great, you guys. I mean... Son of a bitch. Like, it's she's willing to give up the facade and be like, just take me to a hospital because I'm dying. And they're like, no, you taught us not to do this. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate backfire, but it's still like you don't necessarily want to say like, well, she deserved it because it's like, oh, oh, my God. Like, why don't these people know? Like, why is this like it's disturbing? I know. And it's just that was just really sad to me. Okay, so in late 2020, the cult, the, sorry, the religious group was <laughs> living in, in Hawaii on the island of Kauai, in part because they thought it would help Mother God's health. So they were here only, they had rented a place for only a couple months. But like they had done in the community of Colorado, they had made themselves unwelcome. Mm-hmm. A, Big reason is because Amy, white girl extraordinaire, decided that she was, in fact, a reincarnation of the revered Hawaiian deity Pele. Oh, my God. 
And for some reason, Native Hawaiians weren't a fan of some white girl from Colorado claiming to be their sacred goddess while simultaneously disregarding COVID protocols and hawking colloidal silver as a remedy for it. (laughs) Why would this be a problem? It's a mystery. Oh, I wouldn't know. Oh, <laughs> let's let's look into this. Let's get Scooby Doo and the gang on this. I just can't figure it out. Get <laughs> <laughs> over yourself. <sighs> yeah, and I know that we're talking about her like this, knowing that she's dead. But so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's. <sighs> I mean, it's not that I think that she deserved to die or right. anything. She's fucked up and she deserves to be called out for being fucked up. Exactly. So. Dying doesn't absolve you of all the stupid shit that you did in your life. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, these dorks eventually left the island in early September 2020 and their timeline gets a little hard to track after that. Um, I know they flew from Hawaii to San Francisco and then traveled back to Colorado, but then also traveled to other areas and... We're going to pick up the story where I know they were in Mount Shasta, which is in Northern California. Okay. So this is April of 2021. It had been months since Amy had appeared on any of the live streams and photos of her had shown her an increasingly worse health. Mm. So these are the photos that you'll see where she looks legit blue. Yeah. So it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. On April 10th, her family contacted the landlord of the Mount Shasta property, um, who said that he had seen Amy and had said his goodbyes because she looked so so bad. So that's the last report of having seen her was alive was April 10th. But we don't know even for sure if that was true. On April 14th, the members said on the live stream that uh, Mother of God's vessel is not sustaining. And then on April 16th, they said that she was very, very, very close to dying. Her family again called for a wellness check, which they had been doing for months since the Dr. Phil thing. They had Mm -hmm. been constantly doing wellness checks. In this case, um, authorities were told that Amy had relocated, but not where she had relocated. Obstruction of justice, anyone? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) I guess not technically at that point. Yeah. I mean, it was just a wellness check, but lying to a police officer who's looking for somebody that could be in danger is a red flag, at least. Oh, did you find a red flag in this story? (laughs) I found like it's you have to look for it, but like you can see them. (laughs) (laughs) On April 17th, members released a photo of. Jason Castillo, who was Father God at this time, he was the last Father God. She had like, three or four. Yeah, um, and but he's. I, I think technically White Eagle was the first Father God because they mm-hmm. started calling themselves that. Right. But since they, it wasn't technically Love Has One. Like that's again where things kind of get murky. <laughs> yeah. So from the conception Miguel, is where it gets. Murky. Miguel Lamboy was never a Father God, but there were some mm-hmm. others in between. Um. Jason was from 2018 on. So he there's a photo of him carrying either an unconscious or dead Amy, though it's not clear when the photo was actually taken. It was posted on April 17th. Mm-hmm. And we know that on April 26th, they were kicked out of the RV park where they were staying in Mount Shasta. 
the landlord said it was not a behavior thing that they were clean and polite and nothing, but it's just that there were too many people staying there. That yeah. It was more than they were allowed. So they wrapped Amy's body in a sleeping bag, decorated it with Christmas lights, and then drove the 1,200 miles to Moffat, Colorado. With a dead body. In the back of their <sighs> Nissan Rogue. They drove their oh. Nissan Rogue. <laughs> Roomy. I don't know. I don't know what that car is like. I'm just assuming it's got to be big. It's pretty. Yeah, they're pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Great okay. for hauling dead bodies. <laughs> so, yeah. The um, the the affidavit said that um, the back seat was down, so consistent with um, carrying a like a corpse or something. And I was Thanks. like, oh, is that all? The- <laughs> It's a good way to phrase it. I mean, but you could look around. There's there's lots of things that could be consistent with transporting a corpse, you know. I'm sorry. I'm just, like, thinking about the corpse, like, rolling around in the back, like, with oh, stuff and stuff like that. <laughs> you put on the <laughs> brakes and you just hear, like, yeah. a <laughs> plunk. Oh, oh, shit. How's the corpse? <laughs> like, like, I know this is really dark and that's, like, <laughs> fucked up to say, but what they did was fucked up, so I at least get to laugh about it a little, right? <laughs> yes. Because I'm uncomfortable. So, yeah, not a very fun road trip, I'm thinking. Mm-mm, no, I'm sure they did not sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall, or play I Spy, or Hey Look a Cow, or, like, I- I'm sure the snacks, like, it was kind of hard to eat. Like, Oh the my gosh, snacks. yeah. And probably of- didn't pick up any hitchhikers. Can you imagine that situation? Oh, my God. That sounds like a horror movie. Like, oh, I hate it. <laughs> so um, even after. So, OK, so they're in Moffat, Colorado at this point with the story. So we're back to the beginning. Even after Amy's body was discovered, members of her cult continued to deny her death. Mm-hmm. So despite and also despite the fact that her body was already decomposing and her eyes were missing the followers who brought her to Lamboy's home claimed that Amy had still had a pulse when they arrived uh, mm, I'm gonna call bullshit on that one why um, <laughs> well I'm just thinking um, the reasons that you set up <laughs> in that last sentence are kind okay, of an fair. indicator that there's no longer a pulse yeah. So unless they like gouged her eyes out, like <laughs> while she had a pulse. Oh, Rah. oh God! Why did I God. do that? Why do we? <laughs> oh, no, it's just guys. You're such bad liars. <laughs> so Ugh. those who had not traveled with Amy's corpse continued their daily live stream. It's not clear from where. And when Amy's sister joined a live stream to inquire about the, Amy's death, they were incredibly rude to her. <sighs> One asshole called her the R word and then gaslit her about believing the mainstream media. Uh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't until two days after her body was found and like clearly shown like the body being carried out and later on um they did release the webcam, so you can like you can see it. It's horrible. I don't recommend. You mean the body cam? It. Yes, or sorry. The, okay. The body cam, the police officer's body cam mm-hmm. of her body. Um, so it wasn't until two days after that that the live streamers admitted that she had died, or at least ascended. 
Yeah. So at the time of discovery, seven people were arrested and charged with corpse tampering and child abuse. Mm -hmm. The child abuse is due to the children being in the home with the potentially tampered with corpse. So a side note, it's not clear to me if Karen Raymond was part of the group of people who drove the corpse to 1,200 miles in the Nissan Rogue. Mm -hmm. But if that is the case, if she were, then her 13-year-old daughter just spent hours in a car with a dead body. Right, which is fucked up. (laughs) 13-year-old, that's seventh grade. That's middle school. That's when we are like at the worst point in our lives. And then to... Mm -hmm. (sighs) So to me, this sounds like abuse, but all charges were dropped. Mm. Um, both the abuse charges and the tampering with the corpse law. So, <gasps> oh, really? Yeah, that's that's shocking to me. I mean, like, not that like I just don't have faith about like the child abuse thing because that's probably something that could be argued. Mm-hmm. But the tampering with the corpse, she was wrapped in freaking Christmas lights and had mm-hmm. makeup on her face. Like, yes, it's not not illegal. Same. uh, I don't know. And like moving the corpse across like state lines, state lines in a vehicle that's not equipped to handle deceased bodies like all of that. Not tampering with. Correct. So here is Colorado's law. It reads as follows. A person commits tampering with a deceased human body if believing that an official proceeding is pending in progress or about to be instituted and acting without legal right or authority, the person willfully destroys, mutilates, conceals, removes, or alters a human body, blah, blah, blah. So because the members were not under the belief that an official proceeding was pending, the law doesn't apply. That makes no sense because I kind of feel like they did assume that they were going to get in trouble for this and that there There, would be but there was no official proceeding pending so it had to already be pending mm -hmm. but in the case of somebody that I I mean I I know I'm asking you the legal expert um, yes I am but Uh (laughs) in the case of somebody like when they say like like they murdered and dismantled somebody like Uh At that point, there's no proceeding happening. Okay, so that is a different charge. So this one is tampering with the human body. The other one is um, um, abuse of a corpse. So that one is states that you can't dig up bodies from graves or, and this is the um, this is where those people, the murderers, get dinged with is. Um, treat them, quote, in a way that would outrage normal family sensibilities. But that doesn't apply here. No, because there's reasonable evidence that Amy would not have been outraged about the treatment of her corpse being wrapped in Christmas lights and covered in glitter. But they said the, then that law say the family as well? In a way that would outrage normal normal family sensibilities. So it's all up in the air. It's very gray area. So it's also another thing that's really easy to argue. Yes. Because of the like the vague. Yes. Like, the, un- it's open ended wording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, Amy's autopsy revealed her cause of death to be assassination by a cabal of reptilians. 
Oh, did it? Uh huh. Is that what it said? The official? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, Rachel, you got me. <laughs> She actually uh, managed to escape that over 600 times in this most recent life. Oh, good for her, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's quick. She's a uh, she's quick. she's like the uh, roadrunner. Fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she Naruto ran away from the cabal. Yeah, maybe she did. So the autopsy actually found her death caused by Stacy, come down from your jetpack excursion because you're going to need to be sitting down for this. Uh, shockingly, alcohol abuse, anorexia, and chronic colloidal silver ingestion. That's me leaving this. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, there was no indication of cancer. Weird. It's almost like she was delusional. It's almost like that. It's almost exactly like that. <laughs> as far as the child abuse goes, since the children were both healthy and unharmed, and because the death was deemed natural, and because Colorado's funeral laws are pretty lax, making it not illegal to have a dead body in your parlor, <laughs> the charges were dropped. Okay. Man, I'm just realizing that there's some fucked up laws, <laughs> or lack thereof. Right. And it, it was interesting. The Rolling Stone article did talk about how that area in Colorado attracted a bunch of people because it was so beautiful mm -hmm. and like blah, blah, blah. Also, another thing about Colorado is that it does have these lax funeral laws that other states don't have. And so people who practice religious things yeah. that um, that they need that sort of laxness for it, like for I'll just tell you, for example, you are you can burn a body on a pyre um, oh. in Colorado. <laughs> and so, you know, if that's part of your religious ceremony or whatever, you would want to be be living there. So that's another reason why it's popular. Interesting. OK, <laughs> you learn something new every day, people. You're welcome. So you'd think that when your abusive cult leader ascends and you're just left with a glittery Christmas light bedecked memory of her. Your cult would also ascend. I mean, I'd think that. You would. But while Love Has One isn't technically around anymore now that Mother God has abandoned them, the homophobic, anti-Semitic fuckbagels are still peddling their snake oil under different names. Oh. In fact, the cult appears to have split into two different splinter cells. The 5D Full Disclosure which has the library of Love as One videos and appears to be the main offshoot. And Joy Reigns, which is Jason Castillo's own creation as Father God. Love Reigns. Ew. Love Reigns. No, Joy Reigns. Oh, Joy, Joy Reigns. I was going to say. And Reigns, cool. like R-A-I-N-S, like falls from the sky. Oh. Not Reigns, like rules over. See, that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, oh, love Reigns. Like, oh, it's one and now it reigns over all of us. But it, joy you, reigns. If it were love, but if it were love Reigns, like L-O-V-E-R-A-I-N-S, that's like semen. Ew. Ew, it's bukkake. Ew. For adults. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like so, either way, that's like uh, that. That's even more confusing. Joy reigns, like it's just raining. It's raining down upon us. You know, rain—the thing that you try to avoid. Well, I like it because I'm I I I was gonna say because I'm from Oregon, but I guess I'm technically from California. But but you like going out into the rain, like 
yeah, in I your, do. In your clothes, and you you're fine with just getting pouring rain. I like if I'm already out for to be in the rain, but I don't like to go. If it's raining, I don't like to go out into it. But if I'm out and it starts raining, I enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> Weirdo cult leader. Anyway, <laughs> whatever you're floating around in a jetpack, jetpack in your laundry yeah, room. That's normal, Rachel. <laughs> like a normal person would do. Okay, God. <laughs> I also parachute in here sometimes. It's fine. <laughs> true. You do. God, get with it. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a little bit more about these prominent members of Love Has One Please and how they're do. continuing the poisonous work of Amy Carlson. Okay. Uh, if you do even a cursory search, you're going to see the two young, beautiful women who smile smugly into the camera as they spew asinine bullshit mm-hmm. um, that we already talked about. These two ass clamps are Ashley Peluso and Lauren Suarez, known as Hope and Aurora in turd speak. Okay. They almost always do their interviews and proselytizing together, like the creepy twins from The Shining, only with a more Muppet-like quality. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Although, <laughs> less Muppet-like than Statler and Waldorf, the two old Muppet theater cricket. Okay. Cricket's critics. Critics, yeah. So, Could yeah. you imagine them being, like, in The Shining, like how the Muppets always, like, remake classic, like, <laughs> things and... Like, it's a Muppet Shining. <laughs> we have, Tiff and Josh and I really want the Muppets to do um, Showgirls. No! Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Kermit's no me alone. <laughs> Interesting. Gender bidding. You don't think Miss Piggy? I feel like Miss Piggy is just, she already is no me. Damn, I feel like she's like the older showgirl that's like oh. more vindictive. Oh, could be, could be. You know, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, we can cast this later. Yeah. We're we're not on that topic, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> so these two, Hope and Aurora, they remain the they remain spokesmodels uh of five D disclosure, the main offset. So Hope is the brunette one. She's, if you guys look her up, she's in her late 20s. Hope found Love as One online and booked a healing session after she'd had a bad breakup. And she immediately felt drawn to the group. Then after she lost her job at a chiropractic office, I guess she wasn't well adjusted. Ah, (laughs) Hey, I wonder, do you want to know how my chiropractor appointment went? How'd it go? It was (laughs) popping. <laughs> Sorry, you laughed a little too long at that. I was like, "Oh, I got her." <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I know. I was like, I'm a sucker for pun track. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then, after she lost her job, she booked another healing session, and that was the one. She was like, "I must leave Massachusetts and move to Colorado to be with mean, lying, dangerous booger bowlers." <laughs> I'm an educated white girl, and I know everything. Yes. By the way, booger bowlers is the insult that I made up, and it's people who bowl with boogers. Yes, I would agree. That's what love has one is. Bunch of booger bowlers. I love it. Oh, it sounds so good. (laughs) So Hope went to Westfield State University for sports medicine. But despite going to college... 
She's still an absolute moron, Holocaust denier. Son of a bitch. Um, Also, BT Dubs, her LinkedIn profile shows that she's a certified theta healer. (laughs) Oh, my God. Get over yourselves, all of you. (laughs) Okay. So the blonde moron is Aurora. And she also denies the Holocaust and claimed that the Jews were behind concentration camps. Son of a bitch. (laughs) So listen to this. This is a quotation from her. It's going to piss everybody off. So she said, Jews wanted everyone else to do the work and they would take the money. The idea behind the concentration camps was to teach them to work. What the actual fuck, Stacey? What? 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 No! What? (laughs) Okay, so get this. Here's what blew me away about Aurora. She's also college educated. She has a JD from University of Miami Law School. Oh, fuck. A law degree where she graduated cum laude. But... Oh, fuck. This is what I actually found even more interesting, where her undergraduate studies were... What they were. Okay. She has a bachelor's in psychology and she graduated magna cum laude. Laude, laude. I forget how to pronounce that. Laude. You were magna cum laude, weren't you? I was. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Only in high school, though. Oh, I was not. But she, psychology is a BS, clearly. Ah. But <laughs> so I was just like, this is insane. That is, like, I want to say it's super shocking, but I also feel that she is super culpable and super aware of what she's doing. She's and it's evil. really dangerous whenever cults get a hold of people that are experts in certain fields like law or psychology, things like that, because they're able to exploit loopholes and systems and things like that and and manipulate people. Yeah, it's terrifying. Ugh. And oh god, they have such punchable faces, both of them. I've ugh. they really do. And like watching them on Dr. Phil, I was like, I I would have just like cut the power. I, I know. Like, just like, no, ugh, I'm so you're sick so of gross. So Aurora is in her early 30s. And she started getting into new agey stuff when she was 19. And then between 2012 and 2016, started getting into conspiracies, but not in a fun way. Oh, not like us. No, not like us. (laughs) When we do it, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can dabble, you know, like, but so that's, this is when she came across Amy was when she was doing all this searchy stuff. And then she was like, yes. So the reason I dislike these two so much is because they use their education and their young millennial internet savvy to spread these dangerous ideas that have already literally killed at least one person that we know of and ruined many other people's lives and taken advantage of who countless of other people. Yeah. Um so that's why I hate them and they're the they're the people behind the 5D uh full disclosure which it does have a good website. <laughs> Okay, the next doofus is Jason Castillo, who is the last father god and who many people who are not brainwashed by the cult consider to be the main enabler for Amy's worst qualities. Mm. So he's the one who carried her everywhere. He never left her alone. Do you remember in the Dr. Phil how she would sometimes look off to the camera and like check in with somebody? Yeah. That was Jason. 
He plied her with alcohol. He supported her abusive members while also abusing them himself. Mm-hmm. He um, participated. Mm-hmm. His role as, quote, t- twin flame coincided with the beginning of her self-destruction. So, um, and as we, so when, once he was named as twin flame, she started her decline. And as we know, correlation, correlation is always causation. Always. So he first appeared in a video in August of 2018, and that marks the subtle but consistent shift in the structures and culture of Love Has Won. So a lot of people are like, Amy was relatively harmless and like that until Jason showed up, and then that's when it really became what it is. They're, they both have culpability, and, and so, do the, right. so do the fucking Shining Twins. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. It's not like I can necessarily pin everything on Amy, but I don't think that she was like corrupted by these other men that they are Mm -hmm. like that people are claiming she was corrupted by. And I think part of that has to do with like cult leaders typically aren't women. Right. But like you have to understand crazies everywhere. And like, what a win for feminism, huh? I know, right? <laughs> Look at us go. We did it, ladies. We broke that glass ceiling. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things with our where... jetpacks. Yeah. Well, no, I'm the one with the jetpack because I'm cool. But <laughs> no, with, with these, um, I don't know, with these accusations, it's like, it's not like she was like harmless and then misguided and and led down this path like even her family was like no she knows what she's doing uh-huh. and i think from the very beginning like if she really was manipulated like even starting with white eagle like uh-huh when they broke up you'd kind of think she would have stopped right but like she completely abandoned her family and didn't look back and she <laughs> moved on with this and she claims that like this this higher power thing has always been with her right so i would like to say that everybody's fucked up and this story is fucked up and multiple people are to blame so well let me tell you a little bit about jason's fucked upness so he grew up in rhinelander wisconsin and had been Spiritually tuned in since he was a really young kid. He claims to have realized at the age of five or six that he was actually Jesus. Oh, that's uh, an issue, isn't it? Yeah, because Mother God had the same realization. Yeah. So oh, wait, who... but they're twin flames. So oh, twin okay. flames. Okay, good. Thank you, Stacy. I thought there was a hole in that, but no, it totally makes sense. Oh, no. (laughs) Jason's father abandoned him and his mother when Jason was only three. And so Jason assumed the, quote, man of the house role at a very young age. And this can have a psychological... Well, not when he was three, but... um, But this does have a psychologically... Or it can have a psychologically scarring impact on a child. Mm-hmm. And I really think it did in this case. Uh, but kids who get thrust into parental roles, particularly having to parent the other parent, yeah. can really damage them. Sure. Uh, Jason got married in 1999, and he had four children. He started following Amy online in 2013 after a move to Vegas and a struggle with drug abuse. A few years later, in 2018, he left his wife of 20 years and four children to join the cult in Crestone, Colorado. It's so sad to me. 
That's, yeah. It's it's <sighs> pathetic. It just, 20 years, you think that you would know somebody. And then not only did he just like up and abandon them, but then he started just saying that, oh, he, they were my 3D family. Like, just so dismissive Ugh. and like. Ugh. Right. It's so cold. <sighs> It's, it's, yeah. Again, it's pathetic. You think that you're better than this, so you can just leave everybody and that's your, that's your new life and your new goal and that's totally acceptable. No, it's pathetic. It is. And like on um, the website lovehas1.org, which is not there anymore, but you can poke around mm-hmm. on the Wayback Machine, the one of the front page like carousel things, it has Amy comparing herself to like a mother's love. And I was like, you're a fucking terrible mother. And not to say that like every woman should be a mother, but if you are a mother, then fucking be one. And also if you're, if you can't be a mother, then don't fucking say like you've modeled everything after a mother's love. Like why not just say it's self-love? Right. And these kids, like, it's not like they were babies. Not that that makes it any like more excusable, but it's like, You've you you've helped them grow up to a point, uh huh. But you were very disconnected with them, and like you were already kind of emotionally abandoning them, and then you just straight up abandoned abandoned them, and they knew that you were leaving them. Like they yeah. they had the awareness. Yeah, her oldest that. I think was ten or something mm-hmm. when she left. Did you say? I didn't say, but yeah, I think that was ten, the case. ten to twelve. Think, yeah. They obvi- obviously they don't want to talk about the kids that much because right. they don't want to bring minors into this whole fucked up situation. But they were at least old enough to understand that they were being abandoned. Yeah. And the fact so at that point, you then claiming that you've got this motherly love, that's despicable. That's what we're it's, upset about. It's so horrible. And so, yeah, same with Jason. He had four children. <sighs> Gross. So now he's running the attractive website. Just kidding. It's not attractive at all. It's terrible. Joyreigns.org. And he definitely exploits Amy with images of them together splashed across his ill-formatted carousel on the homepage. And he also sometimes channels messages from her and puts them up as overwrought blog posts with too many ellipses. Oh, it's God, terrible. I hate that. Um, there, so this was actually 5D, but uh, on the Facebook, the 5D full disclosure website, but on the Facebook group for them, there's a woman, a follower who does live streams and stuff, and she posts it. And she's like, join me for this, blah, blah, blah. And her name's Bobby. But she accidentally, like, typoed it to booby. <laughs> so she's like, join me. Like, thanks, love, booby. And then, like, didn't ever fix it. Like, if you're going to accidentally put booby and your name is Bobby. Fix it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's embarrassing, you guys. Booby. <laughs> like, I'm uh, criticizing the cult <laughs> in that way. God, get your shit together. Booby. Be a better cult, booby. <laughs> Bunch of boobs out there. <laughs> uh, 5D, full disclosure, does appear to be thriving much more than Joy Rain. 5D's Facebook following is over 20,000, and their YouTube channel has close to 10,000 subscribers. Joy Rain's Facebook count is less than 400, and his YouTube following is just around 100. And I really think it does have to do with accessibility, like you were saying before. I think these two fucking Muppets who know their way around a website and know their way around a millennial mindset um, have really, like, put their their powers to evil. 
Right. It's accessible. And if people are looking for help with their health, that's very easy to stumble upon Mm -hmm. and then find that and start listening. And, you know, again, it's just it sucks. It's obviously so many cults claim to like heal or to do certain things. But, you know, early on, they didn't have a way to get the message out. Mm-hmm. So, this yeah. is a way. In conclusion, <laughs> I love crystals, tarot, and astrology as much as the next person. I'll put a bloodstone on my computer when I'm playing PvP. I'll do a quick three-card tarot spread to gain perspective on a situation. I'll read the horoscopes and pick whichever one I like best. That's how they work, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. But do you know what's also super duper cool? Hmm. That a bunch of people put their spiritual energy towards discovering penicillin. That a higher power led precious scientists to create vaccines that eradicated polio. Precious science doesn't have to be at odds with faith and spirituality. You can have both. It can be a divine presence that led people to find these cures for ailments that actually have empirical evidence of effectiveness and don't just turn you blue. Just because something is peer-reviewed doesn't mean it didn't come from God, necessarily. Even if Amy truly were filtering out all the sins of the earth in her physical body, it was not these sins that killed her. It was her refusal to accept the collective gift that human progress has to offer. Love hasn't won, but maybe if we see this gift for what it is, it still can. Aww. I went I went cheese ball for Valentine's Day. Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a long time ago, one time you posted... <laughs> What if you meet the love of your life and you're you're getting married and then and then he pronounces it Valentine's Day? <laughs> I was like, Stacy, yeah. that would be tragic. <laughs> that would suck. I'd be like, Oh no! How have we gone this far without mentioning this holiday? <laughs> oh my gosh! But this whole cult, you know, claims to be about love. It's shit. It's so oh, the shit. opposite. It's like I don't know. I, not not to like say one cult is better than the other. And of course, um, <laughs> Heaven's Gate didn't have a good ending. But nah. at the same point, like their day to day seemed at least to be a lot more fulfilling and less like mean spirited than than this. This is just mm. so mean. Ah. But what a fucking weirdo, right? Right? <laughs> Jeez. All these people. I cannot believe. When I first heard about this cult and like I saw the Dr. Phil episode and all that, I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> and then I was like, holy shit, she's dead. Like, I lost my mind. I was like, this cannot be real. I only <sighs> remember hearing in real time uh, the Hawaii thing. So when they got kind of the boot from there, I was like, oh, there was a cult in like like and already because Hawaii was being pretty um protective during covid and so that was that whole thing like wow they went there now and like there's a that's all i remember and i didn't even remember when she when she died watching the news i was in my own little world yeah i, I think I, I just 
looking into stuff randomly and it would pop up and it was so weird. And I was like, oh, we got to talk about this. (laughs) Crazy. But now that you know all that's the whole story and how crazy all this stuff is, there is one thing that we want you to remember and that's that this is all 100% real and 100% fake believe. This episode was brought to you by Jetpacks, Scooby-Doo, and Love. Speaking of love, we'd love it if you told your friends about us, or really anyone whose love language is meatballs, or plant balls. Ah, look, we're back to staring at plants, which is, just like listening to our podcast, better than joining a cult. (laughs) 